Are you a CrossFit coach or maybe a box owner looking to learn more about nutrition? You want to help support the athletes that come to your box, maybe have some one-on-one clients. And we all know nutrition is the foundation. We all talk about the theoretical hierarchy of the development of an athlete. And nutrition is at the base. It's like building a house. You can't build the attic first. You can't worry about performance and sport without working on the foundation. And that's what nutrition is. So maybe you're a coach, maybe you're a box owner, maybe you're just an athlete looking to potentially earn a little more income, develop a new income stream as a nutrition coach. Well, you could check out the Own Your Eating Certificate course. We review fundamental nutrition principles, as well as teaching you how to implement flexible eating, that's macro counting, and assist others with their tracking of macros. The cool thing about it is you're going to learn so much for yourself. Even if you didn't want to coach anyone else, but you simply wanted to learn more about tracking macros, you will get so much out of this course. It'll be the last thing you ever have to read, study, purchase, because you're going to get so much information. As well as sharing nutrition experience with you, Own Your Eating will also teach you how to coach others so that you can really make a difference with the people in your community and your lives. Maybe you need to finally get your mom to track macros. Maybe it's your best friend. Maybe you you put on the quarantine 15 and you're looking to just lose a few LBs, a few pounds yourself. This will teach you all of that. And the cool thing about macros, the cool thing about the way in which we at On Your Eating teach you is it's really sustainable. The business setup and marketing strategies are also included. So if you do really want to make this a side deal or a side hustle, You'll, you'll have all the tools you'll ever need to do. And in addition to that, if you're a level three CrossFit coach, you can earn CEUs to help you revalidate. And we also give CEUs for NASM as well as AFA. So you can check that out. For me, every few years, I need to re-up my L4, you know, no big deal, L4 coach, but this will help you do it. So If you're interested in learning more about the Own Your Eating Certificate course, you can go to courses.ownyoureating.com. Or if you just go to ownyoureating.com, right up in the header there, it says become a coach. You can click on that. And with the code BESTHOUR, that's B-E-S-T-H-O-U-R, BESTHOUR, you'll get 15% off. Go check it out now. I was the one, along with Roz, who helped put this all together. So... I really understand that if you have questions for me about it, of course, you can reach out, but I really believe in it. I've put hundreds of people through this course. It's the way I learned how to track macros. It's the way I've been tracking macros for over five years, and I think you will absolutely love it. So go check it out again, courses.ownyoureating.com, and use that code BESTHOUR for 15% off. All right, guys, I've got a question for you. Given everything that's changed in the landscape of CrossFit, given what we know about CrossFit, our careers, et cetera, let's come up with, whether it's individually or collectively, the Mount Rushmore of CrossFit. Who's going first? <laughs> well, I think there's an obvious one. You've, and, you've already – you've asked this question on previous episodes. Are you talking training or are you talking athletes or what? I'm talking CrossFit, Cassidy. By the way, that's Cassidy Belensky. Uh, you guys know him as one of the most mediocre CrossFit coaches out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Cassidy, uh, you recently missed your flight to where were you going, Jacksonville? <laughs> yeah. How'd that how'd that work out for you? Uh shitty. That's how <laughs> <laughs> uh I mean I ended up having to drive overnight. I think I checked in my hotel about four in the morning and woke up at eight and went and taught a level one. Made that I hope you didn't wake up at eight, bro. You'd have been late for or, the trainer meeting. No, James, no, no. <laughs> I woke up at eight because uh Joe and James they told me to show up late. So I showed up about halfway through the squats lecture. Oh, that was oh, nice. That must and, be uh, nice. So I got, they gave me about four hours, showed up, and no, no, that's a lie. I got there. I got there on time. I got there right before what is CrossFit because they were finishing a registration. I'm a liar. Um, ah. No, but it, I miss I missed my flight. Yeah, I got stuck in security because at Norfolk Airport there's two terminals, A and B, and then I always I always fly uh, American, and then so I was flying United, and you know it's been three months since we worked. I didn't think anything of it. Went through the wrong one, and that took me. 30 seconds to get through security. I went, oh, wrong one. Went to the other side. There was one dude at security checking literally every single bag by hand, and there was 10 people. And it took me 30 minutes to get from one side to the other by the time he finished checking my bag. Sprinted all the way down to the end, and they were like, oh, you missed it by, you know, a minute. I was like, okay, the plane's right there. Like, door's closed. But the plane's right there. Yeah, yeah, but the door's closed. I was like, so what do we do from here? Well, there's no more flights leaving this weekend, so what do you want to do? I was like, I guess I'll go fuck myself. I guess that's what I really do. <laughs> so weird how they do that with the door closed thing. I've been, been there before. So going back to Mount Rushmore. Yes, we, we've used to ask this to a lot of guests and it's kind of fallen off. But I figured, hey, we got four people that have been involved for a long time on many different levels. I think you have to have Coach Glassman on there to this day. What do you guys think, Todd? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, he created the, created the whole entire thing. He's uh given us given us crossfit so i don't know how you could have a mount rushmore without him on it so i agree with you there he's got to be on there yeah uh, i mean look looking at the mount rushmore now we realize you know who actually fern and cassie you probably know better than i do who's on mount rushmore washington you're making this up uh, i can tell uh, by the way you answered washington jefferson lincoln roosevelt yeah, I knew Washington and Lincoln. I, could, I didn't know the other two. Is that true? You could say anybody, and I would believe you, because I'm very bad at history. <laughs> I'm looking it up. I've never been of it. Has any, have any of you guys been to Mount Rushmore? Michael? Uh, I have been to Mount Rushmore, actually. I have not been to Mount Rushmore. I've been there, too. Yeah, it's, it's pretty badass, man. Washington, cool, Jefferson, Roosevelt, and Abraham Lincoln. Is that who you said, Cassidy? Yes, it is. Well, well done. Um, Todd, you liked it there when you went? Yeah, I went when I was young. I can't remember if I was in middle school or high school, but it was it was impressive, man. Was I went there in it was pretty cool. I think I went there in like 2016, I think. Oh, so recently you like took Logan with you? No, no, I was there by myself. Long story short, I was there for Sturgis bike rally. You went to Sturgis <laughs> by yourself, like on a motorcycle? Long story. Let's just say I wasn't on a motorcycle, but I was at Sturgis. How did you wait? Wait, wait. How did you, how did, were you working at a seminar or something in South Dakota? No, I was there uh, for, we were doing, we were trying to raffle off a custom built my, uh, motorcycle. How'd you get involved in that? I was current at that time. I was the, the executive director for the 31 Heroes Project. Oh, it was when you were doing the yeah. 31 Heroes. Gotcha. So you saw Mount Okay. But the point I was going to say was like, hey, you look at those four, you know, leaders of, of the United States and they have some bad history as well. So 
you know, Coach Glassman going on there isn't, you know, Jefferson's up there who was a slave owner, right? So, like, we're not saying, hey, you can't have had some indiscretions, made some very bad decisions in your life. And Coach Glassman might be one of those people up there. Yeah, I mean, we, for the record, I am pretty sure most of them owned slaves at that point. So Washington and Jefferson did, and then didn't FDR do the internment camps? Yeah, so they're, I, all, flawed. Get, they're all flawed men. <laughs> I get all of my history from Hamilton the Musical, so unless it was in Hamilton, I don't know. Yeah, so that's not I know, shocking. I know Lincoln abolished slavery, though. We, we clear on that? Is that true? Yes. So yes. So let's go this way, then. Let me ask a follow-up question. Does the new CEO go on Mount Rushmore? No, that'd not, be like putting yeah. That'd be like putting you know Obama or uh, Trump on there. It just it's it's too it's too it's too recent in history to determine what they did was effective or good at this point. All right, or bad so, for that matter. <clears throat> so who do we let, let's let's create a unanimous and maybe it's not unanimous, but there may be some voting towards the end. But we all are in agreement that Glassman goes up there. I think Glassman My, goes on there. I think. I think Rich has to go on there. Rich. So, so the next one that we're throwing out there is Rich Froning Jr. Todd. Yeah, yeah. I would. I mean, I would. I would put a vote there. I mean, he look at what he's done to to help build the community piece of it, giving an exposure and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, I think he's he's up there for sure. So we're saying Rich over someone like, let me throw some names out there: Frazier, OPT. Um, I can't think of any other male athletes that I would put up there. Yeah, but because what, and not it's it, yes, because it's not it's not so much that like Rich is better per se. It's not about being better. Some of this just has to do with like timing and history. And Rich was was a very large part of the catalyst that made CrossFit. Um, I don't say mainstream, but but made it as well known as it is. And then Matt has come along and doubled down on that, but. You know, that's on the back of what Rich built as an individual competitor. You could almost throw Graham Holmberg in the same conversation as Rich because at the time they were the two faces of athletes. Um, obviously, he doesn't have the, the resume that Rich does, but at the time, I think everybody some of the started thing, watching yeah, those two. I, I think some of the things that distinguish Rich beyond the championships is what else he has done in the community is like, you look, he's an affiliate owner, and I know Graham is as well. He worked for seminar staff um teaching gigs uh he's he's continued to do things to to grow the community throughout this an affiliate champion yeah yeah you know yeah Yeah, all of that kind of stuff and went to all the went to all the different events you know whether it was the um what was the what was the competition they do with the different countries yeah yeah, whatever that was, yeah. he would go to all the the different HQ sanctioned events and they'd get video footage of him um, doing stuff I would like also, that. Like, like I would he say just he was continues the, to support and grow the community. Yeah, and he was the first athlete that showed this is a job. Like this is you can make a living doing this and a really lucrative one. Yeah, and I, and he was I the think the first CrossFit celebrity. Yeah, he's the first CrossFit like real celebrity, not like internet celebrity, like the first real celebrity who was getting aid, getting endorsements, had contracts, like had others slap their brand on him, were basically purchasing parts of his body to <laughs> to with, promote their brands. Would the analogy for the Rich and Matt be like if we were doing a, a basketball one saying like Jordan over LeBron, like yeah, we're not debating who's thing. better. We're saying who yeah. came first and allowed this. 
Okay, yeah. so this is going better than expected. We got two, two for two. I'm going to throw it out there. You guys tell me your thoughts. I'm going to disagree. Dave Castro. He was one of my three I had for the remaining two spots. If you want to disagree for him, that's fine. I'll just, you want me to call Castro on the phone right now? We'll let him know why you disagree. Why you I mean, don't he's, not, he's not going to know who's calling him when, when he picks up <laughs> yeah. and it's you. He's going, like, He's like, God, I thought, he was like, I thought we fired you years ago. <laughs> he doesn't have his number. We're all right. <laughs> um, I, I, I think so. So, so my thought process, and I, I guess one thing that you could have done Ackerman is um, give us the terms, like why is, why are people going up on the Mount Rushmore? Is it just well, because of thing. like, I don't, they're no part, of, part of CrossFit or what they've done to grow the community. So where my mind's at is who are the people that have done the most to, to grow the community? Um, or to support the community. So I think Dave's up there um, on the list as well, just because of what he's, he's done, how he's kind of been the face of things from the HQ side for, for quite a while. Um, and been part of the team that introduced the Open, which cultivated and grew the community, obviously was the face of the games for a handful of years. So I, I think that puts him up there as well. Yeah, I, well, actually, don't, I actually don't disagree with that at all. And, and to be clear, I'm not saying – I think if you say this is the Mount Rushmore of X or Y or Z, it changes it, right? No different than the United States. It's like, this is not the Mount, Mount Rushmore is for leaders of the country. It wasn't like Ben Franklin and we wouldn't be sitting here on, on this call without electricity, right? But he's not on there. So I think it's really just, I, you know, going to what you said, Todd, I think really the people that were suggesting all encompassing, like they're the reason CrossFit has grown on multiple levels. That's why they're on there. Like Dave, the games wouldn't be what the games are without Dave. Correct. And that's what also grew affiliates. That's what also changed the landscape of people training. And, and like you said, also created a community with the open. So I think the goal is, Hey, if we're putting you on here, it's because it's multifaceted. So that's three. So now I, I've got become, a, I've, now it becomes a little bit, I think there's a little tough. more. Yeah. And I've got it. I've got, I, it's kind of a sleeper pick. I know. It, I'm going to, I know who you're going to say. I've got three options, but go ahead. Okay. Two. You want me to put this one out there first? Yeah, go it, ahead. And it goes and, and it goes based on the same parameters and I'm going to go with Chuck Carr as well. Oh, mine. See, that was one of mine. See, I had Chuck you, or you go Nicole Carroll. I was my other one. No, I had Nicole <laughs> well, and then I, I had Nicole and then I had two other ones actually. Because I, I think you do have to have I a think, female I representative. Think, well, you don't have to have anything. You have to, but one, I, you're right. You're but right. But number two, you guys I think, don't I like women. Nicole's, you guys are anti women. That's fine. No. I think Nicole's the obvious choice, but if I go back and that's and that's kind of why I made the point of like what's the parameters and if my parameters are to grow the community and obviously as the the um, head of the training department she's done a huge job of that but I look at Chuck and he's you know north of 500 seminars and you talk to nearly anyone in the community that's done a level one somehow Chuck was there for that and he changed their life like well, I, I breaking which, news which, got, which we all know is impossible but somehow he's been at all right, of that's them. what i'm saying i used to make <laughs> jokes as like if you did a seminar a level one on the on the east coast i don't care what weekend it was he was there whether there was one in miami and virginia beach in boston he was there and you knew him and he made that experience for you so well, i think the, the the impact that he has when you meet him in person 
impact pack that he has, you know, at those seminars and obviously through all of us that have worked with him um, and all the different people that, that have been touched by the, the, the trainers that have taken courses from him. Um, I think what he's done for the, the community is obvious. So well, I hate leaving Nicole off and I think she, she, you know, fits up there rightfully so as well. So I we got actually, Nicole on the, go we got the, we got Nicole on the line. Hold on, Todd. You're gonna tell yeah. her why you don't think. <laughs> so I I actually went. I actually think. So a I agree with everything Todd said about Chuck. However, I think there's a little twist with Nicole. So the, I had three other had three other names, right? So I didn't have Chuck on there. Um, I think Chuck is worthy of a whole separate kind of award, if you will, or some. Chuck might get like the Chuck Monument in DC. Exactly. Yeah. So then. Uh, then I had three females, and it was either Nicole Carroll, Annie Sakamoto, or Annie Thor's daughter. And I'm I'm inclined to lean towards Nicole Carroll, A, because I'm biased, but B, because her influence is a little bit more broad than the other two. So she's part of the training department. She was on seminar staff, has been an integral part of the games, but she and Annie Sakamoto – I mean, if we think about this topic that we bring up at seminars all the time, which is the, the old, old video, Nasty Girls, like, I don't know if it's, it's not a stretch to be like, that changed the perception of what females could do. Like that singular video, you know, and that's a big deal. Yeah. And I, I think especially early on, I think it's a little bit less now, but it's because of this early on, how many or girls did you talk to at seminars? Or did you know through the community their life started process because of that? All right, Todd's driving, so he's also really choppy you know, right now. Button. Yeah, sorry about that, but I, I completely agree with you on that one, Fern. So, okay, but let, let's go with Cat and Cat. So let's let's get all the names out there. So we have Chuck, we have Annie. Thor's daughter, Annie Sakamoto, Nicole Carroll, and then Cassidy. Did you have someone that wasn't one of those four? No, my two were, were Chuck and Nicole. So I think the easiest way to do this would be eliminating one at a time. So I think Chuck's got to stay for now. And now we have to figure out which women, which of those women doesn't make the cut. I think if we're going to select a woman, it has to be like you said, because they motivated 50% of the world to do this. And Certainly that Nasty Girls video did that. But do you think simply being in that video like Annie Sakamoto was is deserving enough to be – like nine out of ten CrossFitters don't know who she is. No, that's why I said I, it was on there, but it's not my, it's not my first take. I'm leaning towards Nicole because her influence and her involvement in, the, in CrossFit as a whole, not just as an athlete. And, that's, and, and this is not taking away from anybody in – particular right so Annie Thor's daughter is the same thing which is she was back to back which is a huge deal and, and that's and that was in that time frame when the games made this pivot to the, something that was really really recognized um, but that largely her contribution is is limited to being an athlete you know so that I think is kind of a disqualifying as is kind of Annie Sakamoto's it's just like outside of nasty girls and people just knowing that she's really fit was there in the early days in the Santa Cruz and and still runs her affiliate you know is that enough probably not which is why I lean towards Nicole Carroll because her influence is far broader than the other two in my personal opinion and outside of just the games 
I look at any uh, uh, any Thor starter is very similar to like Jason Kalipa. Like they had their run in the beginning. They were like the face of CrossFit at one time. They kind of broke off, did their own thing. Now Annie's still involved with CrossFit. She has um, Rejevic and she has her own um, sanction a lot out there. But she's more known from like an older just – the first big athletes of the sport and mind you like she brought a lot a lot a lot of women into it especially when they saw her struggle with that muscle up on the ranch and she still was able to do it like that was and who was and who was judging her in that moment cassidy don't know was it lisa right was it oh that's right it was char as well yeah yeah that's right yeah like and that that's like a classic classic video that i think almost everybody's seen because hey the fittest on earth used to struggle at these things too um Annie Sakamoto, like, I think she's kind of very much like OTP. Like, they were yeah, there at the beginning. They brought it up. They made it this – they made it a bigger thing back in, like, you know, 2007 area. And then, like, you didn't really – unless you, like, kept tabs on them, you didn't really know who they were going forward, so you didn't have anything to attribute that they brought to it. They made it big at first, and then it kind of – lack of a better phrase, just kind of fizzled out as far as, like, the spotlight. Yeah, unless you were a CrossFit nerd or junkie, most people don't even know. The, they don't know that much about some of those people anymore. Obviously, people still know. Actually, people don't. I, I, I would be curious how many people actually know that OPEX and James Fitzgerald is OPT. Like, we'll be able to currently make that connection if you haven't been around a while. Yeah, I think OPT is, I mean, an old name. I don't think anybody new knows about him except for coach, more so the coaching world that's just trying to improve and learn more about coaching. So, that's what I'm saying. They recognize OPEX. But they might not, not realize that, yeah, who OPT was or that even won the exactly. games. Exactly. Um, so what do we what do you think? We're down to Nicole, Annie, and Chuck. I think it's I think, I think, it's, think it's Nicole, Nicole and, Chuck. and Chuck. Okay, I agree. I didn't, you know, I was letting us eliminate Annie, but I think she's motivating, but she's not Rushmore level. Now let me let's go to Nicole Carroll again. Do most people know who she is? Who, who would be more recognizable on, on the, if the Mount Rushmore got open tomorrow and CrossFitters saw it on, on social media, went to visit, who would be more recognizable as that's Chuck Carswell or that's Nicole Carroll? I think it'd be a split. I think everybody knows who both of them are. I, I think, uh, I think we're biased about Nicole. I think, I think well, she does the open. She does. Well, no, she does the open briefings for the past five years. Remember? She does the, how to handle it, which I don't know that's, that everybody watches. A lot of people lot see of those people videos, bro. Yeah, but I put it this way. Like, if you saw two people judging, like, let's say during the Open, you have Chuck judging one athlete, you have Nicole judging the other athlete, I think more people would be like, that's Chuck, than be able to instantly go, that's Nicole. I agree. But I think that takes away more, like, the recognition. I think that takes away more of what they've accomplished for the overall CrossFit, though. Um, and that's Can we why, just do five? That's where I was. <laughs> that's why I had uh, I had uh, Castro, I had Nicole, and I had Dave as like my three that could kind of be interchangeable because like Dave has his role, Chuck has his, and Nicole kind of does both. Like they all kind of are intermixed between each other to where you could plug and play any three of those, and it, you'd have a really hard time arguing one of them out. But that's the whole well, point. I'm, I wonder when they were building Rushmore. You know, obviously they had sixteen presidents at the time. I don't know what year it was built, but. Lincoln's on there, so they must have had at least 16 presidents. So they clearly were like, well, John Adams, eh, he wasn't that good. James Buchanan, no, like, those are the only presidents I couldn't think of off the top of my head. So, but there obviously people didn't make the cut. 
right. right. Should we should we quickly go like the top three uh, Mount Rushmore of this podcast? Because or that'd be too <laughs> obvious. Ackerman would be out. <laughs> hey, dude, this I is my third my episode. I'm already one up. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's obvious already. Casting's it off. Be... This is what number one, number three. Yep, <laughs> Jay's out. Done. The Ackerman statue would be just me sitting there with my earbuds in. And just for like the record, the statue would be a be small be piece of whittled high. wood. <laughs> it wouldn't even and, be an actual statue. And don't worry, it'd get torn down, but there wouldn't be a big hubbub about it. There wouldn't be any riots. <laughs> it would just get torn down. No it'd be the, it'd really be the one thing the whole world could agree on and be like, yeah, yeah tear that <laughs> just, shit down. Yeah, yeah, just pull that thing down. It's not very heavy. It's not very big. No big deal. You have your Somebody. Washington Monument, and then you have your Washington Keychain Monuments, and that's what you'd be, is the keychain hey. you can buy in the gift shop. That's fine. On the way up to our Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, let's get to it. We got Nicole and Chuck. We have to eliminate one. I, I I've got my. I want. I I'm inclined Chuck. to go. I'm inclined to go with Nicole because of the. And I don't know if this is right or wrong, but because of the feet, because she's a female. Because I think the 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 impact there for females is is a really big deal. I I don't disagree with that, and I think. As long as we're not throwing a female up there for the sake of doing it. I, I mean, I think she's no, no, no. deserving of no, it. No, I'm not saying because she's a female. I'm saying the impact that she has had uh, just continuously for females is, is a big deal. You know? But let's, let's throw something in the other direction. Let me try to say it as PC as possible. Obviously, with all that went down recently, having someone of ethnicity up there is probably just as important as having a female up there. Now, of course, Dave Castro's, you know, Mexican descent. So we do have ethnicity up there, but it's not the same as throwing Chuck up there. Well, but people, it's not like, I mean, Chuck's like my mentor. He's like my sea daddy if I was in the Navy. But like, like he, people don't love Chuck because he's black. They love no. Chuck because he's one of the greatest human beings on planet Earth. But shouldn't you be able to say that about anybody? I mean, now we're getting into a full race. I mean, that should be the idea of racism, right? Like, it should just be like, we like or dislike you because of the type of person you are, not your skin color. But Agreed. unfortunately, like, if we put up a Mount Rushmore of four white men, there's going to be some backlash. I mean, I think, I think you're going to get backlash whether you put Chuck up or leave Chuck off. So I don't think, I think you lose no matter what you do. Um, of course, when you're, when you're, I, I mean, because this is all very subjective, right? Like, there's, there is no like, oh, you got it right. But I think we're getting close to getting. Yeah, it but right. I mean, I we're think... actually gonna do this. I would. Right? I we're would... actually gonna <laughs> carve these people into a mountain. Yeah, Cassidy. I would put, is, I would put Chuck in. His... So I would so put Chuck in. And here's Chuck. why. And here, and here's vote. why. So like, think about it. Like, think about all the trainers on staff, not on staff. Like anybody who's gotten their level one, they're like, I want to be a great coach. And then they look at like, well, who's the greatest coach? Everybody just automatically goes Chuck. That's not to take away from any other coach like Nicole, but I think just the impact Chuck has had, specifically from a coaching standpoint in the community. Like, can't even be matched by anybody. Like, the amount of hours he's put in, it was, what, some nine and a half years straight seminars? Um, so nine and a half weekends. Yeah. yeah, it was something wild, like nine straight weekends of seminars, something like that. And, like, that just can't be matched. And so whenever you look at a coach, like, Chuck has become the standard for what a coach is. Whether, like, he, you know, he was the first one to do it or not, um, he's just become that figure of what a great coach is, what a great person is, like, what the community should be. Um, and I think that just – weighs in a little bit more i don't yeah, disagree I think, with that I think, yeah i think you said it there with the community piece too it's like yes he's the coach that we all want to be but it's also like when you're when you're opening a gym and you're like all right what kind of community do i want what do you want it to feel like 
you want it to feel like everybody in there is Chuck, right? Welcome on every single person that comes through the door. You're going to say something to them. You're going to ask them a question. You're going to make them feel like you've known them forever. It's like those two pieces of it, but he's, he's given the community. He's a part of the reason the community feels. Well, based on the fact that we have enough votes, mine's really right now going to be the decision. It's either going to be a tie or it's going to be Chuck. I vote for Chuck. Um, and and I, I think there's no one on this planet that's given up more of their life to CrossFit. Now, Chuck would never, I don't think he believes that, thinks it, or feels that way. But I can tell you, having worked 200 plus seminars, as of you, Todd, and Fern, you're probably very close, and Cassidy, you know, probably about 100 seminars. It's fucking tiring. It's, you know, it's exhausting. The fact that you had to rent a car and drive to Jacksonville is not that unusual in this seminar trainer world. Like, and Chuck has done it. 500 times like and and everything Todd said about him too it's like what I literally in my life oftentimes think what would Chuck do like when someone texts or emails or dms me that I don't know very well I probably stress them out because I always ask one more question like I just continue to ask questions mm -hmm. um and that's a Chuck Carswell thing and again we're not taking away from Nicole I mean if 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 Nicole is listening, let's set the record straight. Todd said no to her, you know, way back in the beginning of this episode. <laughs> yeah, right. Before we even yeah. named the first person, he was like, definitely and, not Nicole. And yeah, I've, right. I've yeah, screen, right. I screenshot the chat that we have where Todd, what did you say? Let me go back. Fuck Nicole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. No, but I mean, you couldn't go wrong. If we had to do a fifth, I think we all agree it would quickly be Nicole. But Fern, what do you think? You're outvoted here, but I know you're not obviously upset it's Chuck. I mean, I don't, I don't think you could go wrong with either one. Like, it, like nobody's going to be like, oh, you know, it's just like it's a weird thing where, like, I think unanimously everybody would probably come to the conclusion to be like, let's just do five. Like, <laughs> let's just make it five, and then everybody's happy. Um, so, no, I'm not upset about it. Like I told you, like, Chuck's, Chuck's like a lot of us. Like, I mean, you were in Florida. Todd, you've been in Florida forever. I mean, uh, being very biased, like, Chuck's been a big part of all three of our development to this point over the past like seven plus years and lives i mean chuck yeah i mean across the country to my wedding you know like that's just who he is like you can't fake what chuck does so let's let's take it one step further um with chuck on the wall do we go chuck from 2010 where he was a little younger looking a little fitter looking or do we go chuck 2020 the gray beard <laughs> And the and the le and less hair. Where do we that go beard, with this? That beard is getting pretty gray. <laughs> Dude, I was. You guys need to go back if you still have like the the yearbook things we used to get at the uh, at the trainer summits every year. I was looking at the 2013 and 2014 ones. Chuck looks Chuck. super fit in those. Chuck, Chuck looks like the man. That's that's you know NFL ready Chuck back in those days. That's all hey, and don't and don't sleep books. on the don't sleep on the fact that that dude's fifty. If he shaves that beard off right now, he looks thirty five. Yeah, oh, of he, course. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is a, you're allowed to say it, but black don't crack. And Chuck, <laughs> Chuck, Chuck only looks older because he's got a gray beard, but he's still got a pretty solid physique. And I mean, you have to question how much 500 seminars has taken a toll on his ability to stay fit. Not to mention what he's a grandfather or, now. He's been married for 30 years. Or, or has it kept him fit to continue to do that job? 
It's probably he he probably wouldn't work out as much if he wasn't I've, on the road. I can actually guarantee that would be the case. Yeah. <laughs> There's been plenty of Saturdays and Sundays where I'm like, Chuck, you gotta work out. Like and if well, I didn't I, go get him, he wouldn't I work would, out. Yeah, well, I would be I he would even say this is like on a lot of weekends you'd be like, This is my workout for the week. <laughs> yeah. So so we got let's let's call it a twenty thirteen Chuck. I think we take the best of Chuck. Castro looks the same. Pretty much. I think he looks really with, fit right now. Cornrows. Yep. Oh, we got cornrows, guys. In the cornrows, put those in. All right, we go cornrows on Castro. Young Chuck, <laughs> Froning. Maybe we put a little more hair up top. No, he leave the bald be, spot. Leave the bald spot. Yeah. And then Coach Glassman, when he's like original, like crew cut, somewhat lean looking, or twenty twenty, where he's hat. got the backwards hat, long hair, and like a. A flannel. So you he's can see one the of the flannel collar would be up he's there like too. Steven Tyler of Aerosmith. I heard him once say it's like it costs a lot of money to look like I don't care. That was always like Coach Glassman. Glassman. Like you know he's wearing jeans and a flannel, but that shit costs like a thousand dollars. So we go, we go the worst of everybody except for Chuck, which probably also backs our feeling on Chuck. And Castro, I gave him cornrows. That was a highlight. Uh, oh, you think that was the best? That was one of his best looks. <laughs> All right, we good with that? Do we just do we just kind of clear up the um, the question that no one asked us? <laughs> <laughs> Todd, what do you think? Todd's Todd's gone. Todd agrees. Todd. Todd agrees. He has to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. that was basically Todd's picks. Was it? Right? I mean, we all agreed on on very quickly on Rich Castro and Greg, and it just became the fourth one. Yeah, I mean, it, so I, you could always like everybody, and obviously everybody has their picks based on what their bias and then when they came in to CrossFit. Like if if you have only started your journey into CrossFit from 2016 on, you probably have a real tough time thinking about like why Glassman would be on there or why Castro would be on there because you're probably very athlete centric. You know, yeah, no different than if you were born when we were any of us were born our Mount Rushmore would be like, all right, do we put on, you know, Clinton, Reagan, Obama, Trump, like based yeah. on, you know, when you were born and who had the biggest impact. Um, oh man. I feel like since we were born, there's a lot that wouldn't go on there. <laughs> probably most. Yeah. Probably none of the people I just named would have gone <laughs> on there, but point, point being, yeah. Cause when I've asked this question to guests in the past, I got some crazy answers and it really, like you said, firm was a reflection on when they started. And, and what they valued in CrossFit. More often than not, it was the competition. But I think it's important to say, hey, without these people, those people couldn't have existed. For sure. It, like I said, some of that it just has to do with, I don't, I don't know if you want to call it luck, but just timing. Just timing is a thing. Yeah. All right, there's our Mount Rushmore. Let's go through Greg Glassman, Dave Castro, Rich Froning, and Chuck Carswell. I think Chuck will be really proud to know that he'd be on there. I'll tell you what, we're going to get some hate for no females on there. Hey, if anyone's listening and they're really good at like Adobe Photoshop or something like that, make shoot it. us. Yeah. Make that for us, make but make sure thing. you do it the way that we laid it out. The cornrows is important. <laughs> <laughs> make, we, make sure you also do the miniature sculpture of Ackerman as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think just in the, we, in the shadows of the mountain. 
hey, if we if we send that into like the morning chalk up or even just pass it on to Dave or 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 Chuck, they would love it. They'd probably put it. We'll, we'll make a life life size one or at least a twenty four by thirty six for for those guys. Do you think if you sent that over, they'd invite you back on the seminar staff? <laughs> I took myself off leave in the HRD. I might be working again soon. Yeah, they're just like, oh, they're like, you're like the guy from the office. Like, Which one? The guy who wants to go, they wanted to go sit in the basement. But they said that I could play with my stapler and listen to my music at a reasonable volume. <laughs> you're talking about office space, not the office. I get you. Um, I get you. I'll be back on the road soon, though, for anybody listening. I'm sure that's why Colorado's slow right now on seminars. They're waiting for me to come out of retirement. <laughs> Yeah, I bet that's a full hazmat suit. Full hazmat suit, no <laughs> doubt about it. I won't work with Todd because he had COVID, so I won't work with Todd. I'll work with anybody else. I'm I'm excited. I miss Make it. I miss getting out there. What's that? You're Todd? gonna be so bad. <laughs> you were already going... you're already you were already borderline to begin with, but the fact <laughs> you haven't worked at a seminar in forever is gonna be devastating. I spoke to Tim. Not only is he not. <laughs> not only has he not worked a seminar, he hasn't left his house. He hasn't done CrossFit. He hasn't coached a class. He always done is in a Peloton bike and rub chocolate sauce. All right, let's, so let's help. Let's let's be good teammates here. So there's four red shirts on this on this podcast. Jay, just as a refresher, oh no, take us <laughs> take us through the progressions for the push press. All right, hold on. Oh <laughs> shit! Let me open up my manual. Feet under the hips. Feet under the hips. <laughs> Full grip on the bar. Full grip <laughs> on the bar. <laughs> I got that one. I can do it. Dip and hold. Dip oh, good, good recovery. Good recovery. Dip drive, dip drive at speed. Full push press. All right. Do you know the points performance for the air squat? Heels, knees, depth arch. There we go. That's it. I'm, I still got it. I was talking to Tittle the other day. He had two new well, that's two four. new lectures. <laughs> that's four. Just for the record, that's four. There are five. Yeah. Oh, line of action. There uh, you go. Yeah. Tittle, the refresher. A refresher is in order. Tittle had to learn two new seminars for this past weekend. He was like, "That wasn't stressful." What? Which ones? He had to do a level two, so he had to do uh, foundations. Oh, he had to, uh, two new lectures. You mean? Yeah, he had to do foundations yeah. and then a lesson planning. I think it's just be. It's rare that we have to do two new lectures on the same weekend, but when it's a two-person seminar, yeah, I guess that's the way it works out. But pull your weight. No, I'll definitely be a little bit rusty. Did I tell you guys I went to a box the other day? Yeah. Yeah. So didn't I'm you didn't you pull up out front and then dial in and then talk to the guy from your front seat in your car just on the phone, <laughs> waved at him? He tried to, him to come, roll the bay doors. He tried to wave me in. He had bay doors, so I just drove my car into the gym. I stayed in the just car. The windows up. I'd like a tour of your good. facility, please. <laughs> yeah. This looks great. I'm going in tomorrow to work out with them, so I'm excited. You're going to wear a mask when you work out? No, probably not. I uh, bet has, you will. I bet you have anxiety. I bet you have an anxiety attack when you get in there. You're like, I'm going to leave this mask. I'll definitely have anxiety. I mean, I, I mountain bike regularly, and people are wearing masks while riding or running, and I don't do that. But, I mean, it's pretty crazy. I mean, people are – very cautious losing their minds yeah Got we it. don't have to get i assume cassidy's on the same wavelength as fern i don't know i'm riding my own wave <laughs> <laughs> makes sense cassidy all right that's it mount rushmore settled we get to go one day 
There'll be a Mount Rushmore of the four of us. One day, we keep this up. What are you going right. to call it? Is it going to be Mount Rushmore still? Well, where does the term Rushmore come from? I don't know. Ask the guys like, who've been there. Fern? I believe Why that's just it? the name of the mountain. No, because it was the Black Something Mountains, wasn't it? You have it up on Wikipedia right now, Ackerman. Why don't you, uh, why don't you take a look and read through that part? I know you already I had, looked it up. I had shut it down in the meantime. Um, in the Black Hills in Keystone, South Dakota. So you were right about that. Um, I'm not seeing why uh, it's called Rushmore. Maybe someone can... Um, there's a lot of... Uh, what's the word? People are not always are not happy necessarily about Mount Rushmore. There's a lot of race racial undertones with this. So let me look more into it. We're definitely gonna have to change the name. Mount CrossFit, Mount Fitness, Mount Ackerman. What do you think? Yeah, we'll definitely go not with, the last one. That's yeah, for sure. We'll go with Mount CrossFit. Mount CrossFit, it is. All right, we're gonna sign off. I got work to do. I don't know what happens at CrossFit Rife. Todd's still driving somewhere. I'm gonna um, go clean. You, all right. Have a great rest of the day. If you guys are listening and agree or disagree, please let us know. And anyone artistic enough to create both Mount CrossFit and the sculpture of me, I want to see it. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. If you haven't already, do us a favor. Head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself, hit us up, day at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at day. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting Best Hour of Their Day.